Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. So first of all, most sales reps avoid the tough questions. But then also too, a lot of the times when they do do it, they just go for it. It's like they work themselves up and they go for it. How do you approach that tough question? Like, do you get permission first? Do you just go right into it? Like, how do you approach kind of that, that question that might be a little bit harder to ask? There are a number of different ways to approach it, depending on your rapport with the prospect and depending on the, pro- the type of prospect that you're speaking to. Some of them are very direct and they, that's how they speak. So there's no, you know, one way to do it. Um, first of all, for those AEs that are afraid to ask tough questions, I'm going to tell you right now, tough questions make your job so much fun. Your job as a salesperson is stressful enough. Have fun, let loose because it's okay to tell me no. And when it's okay to tell me no, the weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And that gives me the right to ask you when you know how to ask a direct question, Honestly, you can ask almost any question you want to ask. That's the reality of it. Um, one way I do that, and I touched upon it earlier, are humbling disclaimers, which we talked about. Uh, I talked about it on another podcast also. Um, the humbling disclaimers are, hey, Kevin, I, I could be way off or I could be way out of bounds when I ask this question. I'm not trying to ask it, but... Uh, when you say you have a problem with X, like how, how long has that been an issue for? And then you can end that question again with another humbling disclaimer by saying, I'm just really curious to understand how you guys operate. So it's like your sandwich, like a disclaimer sandwich, uh, if you will. That allows you to ask a direct question. That's one way. Another way. Oh, that's very interesting. Can I maybe ask you like a really weird question about that, Kevin? Can I maybe ask you like a pretty direct question about that. Would that be okay? It gives me another chance. Just like the humbling disclaimer gave me a chance for asking for permission, gives me a chance to ask you a very direct question. 
And then the third way, depending again on your rapport and the type of prospect it is, just say, oh, that's interesting. Um, and then just ask, just uh, a, a, a not, it's not necessarily a disclaimer. You just say, out of my own mere curiosity, and then just ask the direct question. Um, asking direct questions shows that you're very confident without being rude. Uh, we're never being rude. I actually used to think it meant being rude. <laughs> but that's how I ask direct questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the setup is key there. Again, everyone listening, the tone is also key. More than anything, especially for all of, I'll call it the new virtual sellers. There's a lot of people out there that have not sold virtually, have not sold remotely. They were used to selling face-to-face where you can read a situation, you can read body language. Your body language controls a lot of the meaning of the word. When you're over the phone, over Zoom, tone is now everything because there is no body language to watch. And so if you're worried about being too aggressive, watch your tone. Because if you stay calm, if you stay relaxed, if you sound curious, People allow you to dig a little bit more as opposed to being too direct. Everyone who said they read the challenger customer or challenger um, seller, they think they know what it means. Oh, you got to challenge that. Challenge. No, no. <laughs> that was not what that entire book was about. It was not about challenging people or being aggressive. It was about leading with insights and educating, which was something you mentioned at the very beginning of this is if you can teach right. them something that helps to, to establish trust. Exactly. And, and there was, and there was, sorry to interrupt you, Kevin, there was another, way to ask a direct question that I completely forgot. And that is to ask the direct question while you're simultaneously asking for permission to ask it. That sounds like, Kevin, would it be okay if I asked you why you feel that way? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the the beauty, there's so much, we could go on discovery (laughs) all, all day long, right? So there's something called a layered question, right? Where if you ask two questions together. The answer to the first one also is the answer to the second one. So an example of that, right, is, hey, I was hoping you could help me out real quick. Do you got a sec? By saying yes to, you got a sec, you're also saying yes to help, right? Whereas if you just come out and say, hey, would you help me? It's more direct. So what you're doing is a pseudo layered question there of like, you know, would it be okay if I asked you, how are you doing blank right now? By saying yes to the first, they're also agreeing to the second and it is a layered question and you can set things up very well there. And so like, this is, this is, I could riff on discovery all day because like, this is where I think it goes, right? We've been going for almost 45 minutes now and that's not even enough. Like we spend hours, hours and hours on discovery training. I rarely listen to the end of calls. I rarely go to the end. I listen to the beginning because that's where I believe most deals are lost. Anytime a rep comes up and asks me for a help on a deal, the first question I ask them is what problem do they agree they had? That's a discovery question. It's nothing at the end. It's what problem did they agree they had and go through it? Like discovery is, is everything. And so, but with this, we've covered a lot here. I hope people took notes. This is one of those where like, I hope people come back and like write this shit down and actually go implement these things because it's going to help them. But if you could narrow it down, right? We've been going for 45 minutes now, three key takeaways. If they forgot everything, but three things that would make their discovery better, what would those three things be? Recapping, humbling disclaimer to ask 
difficult questions and asking for permission. Those three things help reduce your ego, help you become more vulnerable, and allow the prospect to want to help you. I love that. I love it. It's so simple, y'all, but powerful. It's simple, but powerful. And I hope people follow and actually do it. Because that's the key with all this. Like anyone can go listen to a podcast. And I love people like, oh, I listen to podcasts all the time. It's like, cool. Like, what do you do? Did you do anything with it? You just listen. And so the last thing I want to touch on here, right, is the name of the podcast is Live Better, Sell Better, right? Like I have this weird idea that if people took better care of themselves, that if people and companies empowered their employees, that if we lived better lives, that the sales also follow. What would be your live better advice for people listening in terms of how to get more joy or fulfillment or energy out of life? I am not currently an individual contributor, but I can tell you right now that there was, when I was, there was always a direct correlation between how well I did as an individual contributor and whether or not I was exercising. I couldn't believe it. It's just true. When I had down quarters, I just wasn't exercising at all. And I was eating unhealthy, all that stuff. I mean, at this point, I don't even care what you're eating. When I woke up in the morning and exercised, I just sold better. I, I was in a better mood. Things You think more clearly, you're more confident, the endorphins, you're happier. You're more, you're, when you're happier, you want to have fun. I want to just re- reiterate one more time, have fun at selling. And the more you can do to, to, to make yourself positive and give yourself those endorphins, the more fun you're going to have on the phone. I, I love that. I love that. And there, there are, there's so many studies that talk about when you're exercising, you're more creative, you're a better problem solver, you're more empathetic, you have more energy, you can stay on task better. I mean, like everything, right? Like, you look better. Gone, <laughs> like you look better, you feel better, you sleep better. Like there are certain things, and I've talked about this with like companies I work with. I'm like, why can't I make exercise and meditation mandatory. Like if I can make people cold call, like just a soul sucking exercise, why can't I make people exercise and meditate if I know it's going to improve their results? I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. When, if and when I'm ever running my own thing, best believe 10 o'clock, we're all doing burpees, y'all. Let's do this. Let's rock. <laughs> so Charles, Charles, my man, this was phenomenal. You lived up to some of the reputation. People are starting to, I'm starting to hear the whispers. I'm starting to hear the recommendations. Yo, this dude, Charles, this dude, Charles, he gets it. He gets it. He goes through it. How can people get more of you, man? Like where, where can they find you, get more insights, get more of kind of what you're putting down? Like how can they get more Charles in their life? You obviously can hit me up on LinkedIn, um, if you wanted to see some uh, extra content coming out soon, I am coming out with a Discovery Mastery uh, digital product, if you Hell will. Yeah. So you can just sit there and think. Uh, di- un- unfortunately, Discovery is kind of just like long-term investing. Long-term investing is boring and it's hard to do. And Discovery is not an a quick fix. 
it's you have to study it you have to pay attention to it and you have to keep the thread on it you have to really sit there and listen and pay attention and practice um and so i'm coming out with that otherwise anybody can hit me up on linkedin and uh i look forward to hearing from any of you Hell yeah, my man. Well, I would recommend everyone do that. I can't wait till that course is ready. We'll make sure to promote it out to the listeners and and the email list. But my dude, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your insights. I appreciate you. Thank you, Kevin. For sure.